Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Well, welcome to day seven of the Open Door Podcast. You have been with us for a whole week. One week. We are deeply moved that you would spend your time with us each and every day. And uh, just want to thank you for that and, and encourage you to continue. Uh, part of the 21-day journey, uh, it's it's going to get tough right here in these next few days and, and want to challenge and invite you to stay consistent, uh, stay intentional, and just continue on in your prayers and in your fasting and however that looks for you. Well, today, today we're going to get personal. And when I talk about getting personal, there's just a reality of when you think of open doors, uh, you, you can't ignore the fact that all of us tend to have experiences where we personally have to choose to walk through or not walk through an open door. And today, today our guests who will be sharing their stories of some of their own uh, open door experiences are Chris Gonzalez, Sean Evans, and Martin Burns. If you are a part of the Valparaiso campus, you're very familiar with Chris as he's our discipleship pastor. Uh, Winnemac campus, you've had the, the privilege of hearing Chris come and speak at the Winnemac campus as well. I uh, probably don't need to introduce Sean Evans as our lead pastor and then Martin Burns, our, our campus pastor at Winnemac. Each of them have their own unique story, and they're going to, well, they're going to invite you into that story today. Some of their story you may know, maybe you don't, but we want to take a few minutes and just hear some unique open doors that came their way. And we're going to start with Pastor Sean. Now, if you know Sean's heart, a, a big part of that is for missions. And for, man, I don't even know, how long have you been a part of the Enquintro organization? Well, since 1996. And since 1996, how many high school, middle school students has that organization taken on mission trips? Uh, wow. Since 1996, I would say probably close to 15, 17,000. Wow. And you've been a part of it from the beginning, but in the last several years, uh, you stepped into a yeah. leadership role with the organization. And uh, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about how that door, how God opened the door for you to step into that leadership role. Well, so just a little bit of correction. I've not been with it since the beginning. It began in 1966. And so I... You, you weren't even around. I, was, I wasn't around at all. Not even close. Uh, but... It's been around since 1966 and uh, has served the students of the Nazarene Church uh, since then. It started out as um, a yearly trip to Mexico, and then as it really kind of blossomed as choir tours going into Mexico, it turned into mission trips, actually doing service projects and VBS and sports camps and medical clinics. And uh, I was a volunteer from 1996 um, all the way up until about 2014. And at that time, uh, Bob Bolton, our founder, asked if I would consider uh, taking over and becoming the executive director. As, as Bob was reaching 
um, upper seventies, early eighties, and and said, I you know he just needed to kind of step back. And we were trying to figure out what that was going to look like. And and at that time, my wife Ashley was uh, on staff here at VNC, working in our children's department. And the questions really were how how do we manage this because it you know it's it's pretty significant. Um, and and so um, after uh, taking some time and um, kind of being volunteered <laughs> into the position. Uh, we officially did accept in the summer of 16, uh, but it, it was really uh, taking some time away. And Ashley and I sitting on the beach uh, kind of praying about, you know, what, what, what our next step was going to be and if we were going to do this. And our discussion really kind of led us into, um, you know, is this something that we could do and, and the transition that would have to happen uh, for us to really pull this off, that she would have to leave her position at the church um, and 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 run in Quintro from behind the scenes because there's no way to do this and 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 that's just really scary. There's you know it's not like we have, um, you know there's there's no there's no money there's no budget for this. We we have to we have to you know secure it ourselves and and but the more we talked about it, the more we felt like it was the right thing to do, and the the stronger that that felt, we just said, let's do it. And we didn't have hardly any of the answers. You know, we, it wasn't like a crystal clear path of, you know, here's the next seven steps. It was, we're jumping and we're, we're just going to jump together. And we feel like it's the right thing and believing that it would work out. So it it wasn't necessarily an open door where you could look into the room and see exactly how everything was laid out. Nope. There no, was, not at all. It was just an open door. It was an open door. <laughs> and Ashley would probably tell you it was a hostage situation because <laughs> I, I grabbed her and said, let's go. And uh, and we we did jump. And, um, you know, it, it's been unnerving. And uh, especially during the COVID time, I mean, we had, we had 1,700 people lined up to go to four different sites, three out of the U.S. And... And all of a sudden, we're trying to we're scrambling to figure out what what reality is, and so it's been great. I wouldn't change it for the world, but it has been hard. Oh yeah, uh, we I think we use the phrase probably too much, but we'll talk about how it's not all pony rides and rainbows when we talk <laughs> yeah. about following Jesus. And yeah, same thing with you guys going through the open door. They didn't promise you the pony rides and rainbows. No, and he didn't deliver them. <laughs> so you, you've had no. to walk through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, a bag of Skittles would have been nice. Something. Oh. But it's like we talk about Paul when what he wrote in Colossians, what we've been basing all this on, he wrote it from prison. I mean, uh, everything right. he was saying was in the midst of not pony rides and rainbows, but real yes. life, God was just consistent and God was faithful through that. True. Well, that that is amazing. And um, I'm, I'm glad Ashley was willing to walk through that door with you and that you guys were able to do that together. Absolutely. And Martin, would you take a few minutes and, and let everyone know about your journey uh, as, man, talk about going through an open door that definitely we probably weren't expecting and uh, probably moving to a part of the United States you definitely weren't planning on moving to uh, when you came this way, just being obedient to God and that's calling. So tell us a little bit about the open doors you, you experienced in coming to Winnemac. So we were... We were uh, down, I was a family pastor down in Sumter, South Carolina, 
which is two hours from any beach in South Carolina. And we had been there for four years. Uh, but uh, at the end of last year, not last year, I guess 2021, uh, God was starting to stir my wife's heart uh, about different things. And so she started to uh, share uh, desires with me. And she was just encouraging me to uh, just kind of put feelers out about uh, moving somewhere else. Uh, my wife just, she didn't have much of a niche where she, where we were. And she was just kind of wanting to feel more purposeful in uh, particularly the ministry. So again, I put my resume out. I had a couple interviews with different people throughout the spring of last year, 2022. Um, but doors closed. And so come May of last year, my wife looked at me and said, well, I guess God's not done with us here. We'll just stay here until our kids kind of graduate, which was a couple of years down the road. And then we started our very crazy summer with going to family camp, teen camp, kids camp, preteen camp. And we went on the Encuentro trip. In fact, our entire family went on the Encuentro trip and down in uh, uh, San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico. Not San Juan, but anyways, it was an awesome mission trip. But during that mission trip, uh, Pastor Sean pulled Heather and I aside and offered us jobs. And the jobs that he offered us was exactly what my wife was wanting. And uh, we were both blown out of the water because at that point we thought, well, God's not done with us in South Carolina. So when Pastor Sean offered us these jobs, uh, both me and my wife's mouths just dropped. And we started praying. Of course, we went for the interview you right away and uh it was a lot to take in uh from the interview and everything but as we prayed uh god just gave us the peace that he was done with us in south carolina and so we decided to accept the position uh it was a uh, it was tough to leave not just the south but we had a nice house with an in-ground pool in the back with palm trees and uh so we were the hangout house and Anyways, it was, I know for my wife, it was very, very, very difficult to leave the South and particularly the swim. So it was a, like you said, not rainbows and butterflies. It was a, it was a tough decision. And it was also tough to uh, letting our kids know who were uh, older, uh, 10 at the time, they're 10, 13 and, uh, and 15. So it was, it was a uh, challenging on them, but we, took the call we moved up here and now it's 12 degrees so hey good times <laughs> i do think some of the beauty of that call that you talked about is that uh you and heather got to share that together that you know uh, god was at work in her heart preparing uh you all for a move and then he was working in yours and and then the door opened and you're right it, it none of it was per se exactly maybe how you dreamed it would work out but god was faithful uh, he's been yep. good to you. He's been good to the Winnemac campus. He's been good to just the collective as a whole in this way and, and having you guys come and be a part of the team. And so we are so grateful and thankful that you went through that open door and can't wait to see more open doors that come, not to go somewhere else, but more open doors right. that happen in Winnemac as uh, the church just continues to impact the community. And we're glad that your story has intersected with our story so that we can see what God's going to do with that. 
Well, our, our last story that we want to hear, just sort of another personal open door, is uh, Chris Gonzalez. And if you don't know, well, I don't even want to give any of your story away. Hmm. I, I want you to be able to share it because if somebody doesn't know growing up for you and what that was like and some of the, the events that have unfolded in life that have led to this unique opportunity that you have where God opened a door. So I'll just, I'll let Chris fill you in on what God has done in his life in a unique way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my story uh, is kind of unique and, and I think I've shared this both, you know, when I spoke in at the Winnemac campus and then also here in Valpo um, about the fact that, you know, my dad was a, a career firefighter. And so growing up, you know, my, my playground was kind of the firehouse and, and climbing around the trucks and, you know, hanging out with all the guys and stuff when we would go visit. And so um, it's always kind of been a part of who I am. It's a world that, that I kind of understood on some level. Um, and even though my dad had retired, you know, almost 25 years ago, um, I, you know, it was still something that as you're growing up and you experience it as often as I did, it was, it was just a part of you. Um, so about seven years ago, almost now, I mean, next month, um, the fire chief in Valparaiso, Chad Dutes had approached, uh, Sean about, uh, helping out with some, uh, some needs in terms of, of a chaplain for the fire department. And, um, you know, Sean kind of knowing my story and understanding, um, had, had suggested, you know, why don't you, why don't you talk to, to Chris and see if he might be interested in that. Um, and so, um, through some conversation and, and kind of learning a little bit more about what that would entail, um, I was, I was super excited. I've always had a kind of a soft spot for, uh, first responders and, and that type of thing. And, and, um, so it was, it was almost kind of like a natural fit, um, you know, which, which seems kind of strange as we're talking about, you know, open doors and being obedient and walking into things you don't really understand. Um, and then this, I understood, I understood a little bit more, but, um, the part that I didn't understand was exactly how involved it would be in terms of a personal level and being able to engage with, um, the firefighters in Valpo. And so, um, like I said, over the past seven years, what's been really cool is just to see how some of the relationships have developed, um, with some of these guys. Um, I try to make it a point, um, once a week to visit all three firehouses. Um, sometimes I'm there for, 10 minutes. Sometimes I'm there for two hours. It just depends on who's there and how much they want to talk. And if you don't know anything about the fire service, it's, it can be a little tough to kind of break in. Um, so I was a little unsure about what I was, was going to be walking into, but, um, everybody there has been very, very accepting, um, very welcoming. And, uh, you know, like over these past several years, I've had the opportunity to, um, perform some of their weddings. Um, I've celebrated births of their children, um, I've received phone calls of guys that are honestly, they're just struggling. Um, and they're looking for somebody to talk to. Um, and the whole point of me being there, um, as often as I am on a weekly basis is to develop those relationships. Um, so that, you know, when they come to a point where they realize I, I need to talk to somebody, it's not just, you know, a name on a sheet of paper that they know this is who you call. Um, but that they, they know who I am. Um, you know, they kind of know a little bit of my history, a little bit of my background. Um, and so watching just how God has used that, um, they do a, uh, there's a vocational program at the high school, um, in all the local high schools. Um, it's a, it's a fire vocational, a fire safety vocational. Um, so for the last several years, um, I've been invited to that. I get to pray for all these kids as they go through this. 
Um, you know, and just little, little things like that, that, you know, I may not see the impact of right away. Um, but just trusting that as God's given me this opportunity, um, he's going to, he's going to use me some way, somehow, whether I get to see it or experience it or not. Um, I can trust that, that he's in it and, um, that this is, this is where he has me right now. So I think part of what I love about your story is your willingness to go through one open door and look at how many other doors that opened up. Hmm. That's crazy to me. I mean, when you just talk about the relationships and all these different things, even down to the being able to go and speak to those students, Mm -hmm. how many doors opened up because you were willing to go through that one? Yeah, Yeah, it it is very cool, Keith, but with Martin and Chris and and all of ourselves, when we start thinking about it, that when we go through these doors, um, you just never know where they're going to end up and and what it means. It's a little bit of an obedience just to do whatever you've been asked to do. So, you know, as we conclude today, this is the the first week of the podcast, and we're wrapping up this first week, day seven. Uh, just continue to pray and ask God to open our eyes for the open doors in our personal life and uh, that we can proclaim and bring the message of hope of Jesus. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you soon. 